Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. So this week, we're not reviewing an episode, because it's the season two recap. So it's all whiskey. Hell yeah. All the time. (laughs) My favorite, my favorite show. My favorite part of the show. So first... Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but it is Diana from the future. Or your past. I don't know. Time is weird. Anyway, I have a couple of housekeeping notes to take care of before we hop into the episode. Two big things. Number one, we got so excited about recording this that we forgot to actually talk about what we're doing for our season two recap. Not only are we actually going to talk about season two, but we're actually trying all of the whiskeys of the week from this past season as a blind flight to find the ultimate whiskey of the season. We also got really into recording this episode and really into the whiskeys. So we talked a lot, so much so that we kind of decided that instead of cutting out bits that we thought were funny or entertaining or informative, that maybe we would just turn it into a two-parter. Now, I don't know if we're going to do this for every season recap, but it worked for this one. Let us know what you think. Shoot us an email. Send us a DM on Instagram. We like hearing from all of you. So with that, let's throw it back to past Diana and Jen. It's the whiskey of all the weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Whiskeys of the season. Yes. Ding. Boop. Okay, so first what we're going to do is try our first glass. Yes. Number one. Numero uno. Numero uno. Down the hat. Oh, I know. I already know which one this is. You already know which one this is? Mm-hmm. Pecans. I don't even have to try it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. Look, that one is a strong scent very very sugary it's like diabetes in a glass the diabetes yeah yes so i don't have the pecan in my lineup because we, we i found learned out. that mm-hmm. diana is very allergic yeah to pecan extracts do not need to go to a hospital today. no i got such a bad migraine from the last time and it's and it makes me really sad because jacob weldon y'all have a fantastic whiskey on your hands mm-hmm. i loved it i still love the smell sometimes i just breathe in the bottle because i love the smell it smells Weirdo. like christmas to me <laughs> it does it smells like christmas to me it smells like my mom's pecan mm. um pralines Ooh. Um, and so it's very like sentimental i love it I just can't drink it because yeah. I might die. Yeah. And we don't want you to die. We still have a whole fucking years and years and years. We have hella years to go. Oh, that means so much, Jen. Thank you. So stay alive for it. 
I'm so glad that you plan on sticking through to the end. No, I started it. Yes. I'm not a quitter. Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Still tastes as good as the last time. Yeah, so I have, um, I know that I have a Texas bourbon because yeah. because you know what that is. I know what mine is yeah. because I know what I poured instead yeah. of that. And this one is out of College Station and I loved it. Mm-hmm. The first time, I love it this time. I always have a bottle of it. It's the Rio Brazos distillery. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's not. It's no, not. it's it's uh, bourbon, right? Texas bourbon. Uh... Yeah, Rio Bravos distillery. Okay. It is the Rio Bravos distillery. Yeah, it's the Texas bourbon from Rio's, Rios Brazos out of College Station. Rios Brazos. Oh, I said Rio Grande. My bad. Yeah, that's fine. Wrong that's river. Fine. That's okay. <laughs> it's a good portent for things to come. <laughs> you know, I stick with a solid eight with mine because... It was a solid whiskey. It's a still one that for anybody who doesn't know or like whiskey or doesn't mm-hmm. know if they like whiskey, it's one that I would feel comfortable serving to a beginner any t- day of the week. What did I give this before? I do not know, but I can look it up because <laughs> a bitch, your bitch is prepared. <laughs> Shut Just, up. I did a lot of prep work this week. I know you did. And it's fantastic and phenomenal. And I am eternally grateful to you because without you, the should would not run. I mean, w- without me, there wouldn't be a show. Because Jen has <laughs> never heard of Dr. Who. <laughs> no, and the reason I asked is just because I, I almost want to lower the score a little bit because it's just a tad too sweet now for me. So what's your score? I'll tell you if it's lower or not. Mm, I was going to say like a 6.8. Whoa. Yeah. That's low though. Well, it one, it reminds me a little too much of the Jack Daniels honey whiskey, which I compared it to the last time. Mm-hmm. And at that last point- Last time you compared that, that was the um, Oak and Eden because I just did that episode. Mm, maybe it wasn't that And one. that's where we went downhill real fast. Well, you know, well it's, not it's, real fast. It took like an hour, but it it'll sound if you listen to that episode, it'll sound real fast because I edited it so good. Yeah, it might be telling then because yeah, this one you know I don't mind it. I think this one would definitely be for someone that is inexperienced with drinking whiskey or a dessert whiskey or a dessert whiskey. I don't necessarily like sweets that much, mm-hmm. so I would. I mean, this was fine. For the moment being, but I definitely don't think that I would grab this to drink it on a regular sure. basis. So you want to stick it kind of like a 6.8? I think so. Mm-hmm. J- just because I don't like sweets. Yeah, because you're not a big sweet person. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fair. It is... Uh, it's real. It's like too sweet. The premium American was sweet enough... No, sweet enough to take the edge off. Yeah. But this is pushing the limit of Premium American me. is not a dessert whiskey. It's still a whiskey. And this... I think I, I think I remember us talking about this one being like a solid choice for what you're going to put in the eggnog. Mm, yes, yes, yes. You yes. know, it's that whole idea that it's I for me that one was a good complement to a dinner or a but like a you party. could serve this at like a holiday party. It's very cocktail, like a friendsgiving. Yes, mm-hmm. but for dessert. Yeah. It is not a sit and drink it kind of whiskey. It's like a, woo, we're having fun. We're like, but so yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. So this, okay. So then now that I I gave it the score, what was the OG score? Originally, you gave it an 8.5. Oh, fuck. 
Because it is good. It's good. No, it's, I think it's the eight point five is still a solid score. Yes, but I can also see where if you're not a big when we're looking at this our whiskeys in terms of what we actually want to drink on a regular basis, six point eight doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely not one that I would go to all the time. Yeah, I'd have to be in the mood, mm-hmm. or it'd be something that I'm mixing with. It sits on the back of the else. shelf, but like yeah. still has a space on the shelf. So it has a space. Yeah, not the go to. Also, I feel like my palate has evolved a bit since we started. Mm-hmm. I am tending to like more of the bitey ones a little yeah. bit more. But I think that's just because I'm also just getting used to mm-hmm. just drinking whiskey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. I think I, I realized that this season that I feel like I'm having almost like I'm having more trouble judging them because as I get more used to the flavor palettes that I'm expecting, mm-hmm. the more that I just want to give them all really nice scores yeah. because they all are just, because I'm liking them more and I'm appreciating the complexities more, even if I have no way to tell you what I'm tasting. Mm-hmm. It's just that I like them. All right. Um, so in your memory mm-hmm. of this season, mm-hmm. what would you think were our best and or worst whiskeys? Um, worst? Um, I think, was it the, sh- no, not Shire Oak. Shire no. Oak is hooves. Yeah. You um, liked hooves. I did like hooves. The one with the, with the spiral. Um, yes. Oak and Eden. Oak and Eden, I would say, hands down, the worst in terms of, and it was a surprising mm-hmm. one because, we really liked it at first, but I do think that that spiral in there yeah. had an impact, like it should have, right? Because that's why they put it in there. Um, but it, as y'all can remember, if you've listened to that episode, it was that was the first time that I actually rinsed out my mouth. And like, it was only t- had like yeah. the like sample glass that we always pour. So that would that would be, I think, the worst one mm-hmm. of the season. Um, the best one, you know, honestly, surprisingly, the best one for me was boiled chicken. Shut the fuck up. Because, because it was just that like neutral, like one that I could add. How are you going to look at this lineup and say, you know what I liked the best? Boiled chicken. Well, just because it, it, it in terms of the neutrality of the whiskey, but still giving a little bit of a bite. I'm I'm thinking more of everyday sippability, where I just want a glass of whiskey, and it's I I don't I don't necessarily want to go for the bite. And she's flicking me off, but it's true. I'm I, so angry. Right now. <laughs> I mean, there's other whiskeys that I like, but I'm I'm saying in terms of for me. Every day, go to, I can grab it. I don't necessarily, I'm going to get a spicy bite. I want, this is going to have to stay in the episode. This is, there's no way I can edit this out because (laughs) everyone's going to have to hear when that, when the, the boiled chicken shows up in this blind Mm -hmm. flight for Jen to go, oh, this is fucking boring. (laughs) Why do you want a fucking boring whiskey to be your best whiskey? Because it's a a good boring. like everyday just basic thing. Boring. You know, sometimes boring. I like basic things. No, there's a difference between basic and boring. Well, this is pretty basic and boring. 
Why is boring going to be your favorite one? Because sometimes boring is a good change of pace. You're wrong, but that's okay. I love you anyway. <laughs> I remember always, I mean, you know, we, we can't escape the fact that we've had Yellow Rose again this season and that I love them. Yeah, Yellow Rose is a good one. And then there was also the Bin Milam. Mm. That was at the very beginning of the season that I liked oh, a whole lot. Yeah. It was really yummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that Still Austin was really good. I oh, also yeah. liked Umble. Fuck, I forgot about all these. Yeah, there was a lot this season. You know, I changed my mind. You had fucking better, bitch. Still Austin. Okay. Still Austin is a good go-to for me just because it's the right amount of bite, mm-hmm. but it's not overly powerful. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to – Good. You're yes. you're more correct now. <laughs> because although if you like boiled chicken, ain't no shame in your game. You're just a little boring. And sometimes just that's like okay. put some seasoning in the in the water. Like it doesn't need to be boiled with just water. You can season your chicken. You don't need necessarily need to season your water. Whichever just way. Your chicken. Giant- Newsflash, Dinah doesn't cook. Just your chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean you something. can se- you can season the water season to boil your something. chicken in. Season something. <laughs> don't let it be plain chicken and plain water so worst of the season statistically mm-hmm. and you're about to know why i'm so angry is oak and eden and boiled chicken hmm. aka rebecca creek <laughs> the fact that you don't even know what their name is no i knew rebecca creek uh-uh no you didn't you knew boiled chicken well, it was either because I, I yeah you're right because I, I the Texas shape one was also kind of boiled chickeny so they're both the there. Texas shape bottle the fact that I don't even I can't even tell you what the name of that I one is <laughs> I don't know that one was just because it was a cute bottle and I know it's here shut up <laughs> this is supposed to be a blind taste well it is so, a blind taste no, you, someone else poured them and I can tell from the color oh, it's well, here yeah, yeah 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 it's it's like it's it's y'all it's very pale yeah it is like uh, drink it looks like wine honestly if someone gave me that I would think that's wine like a good uh, Riesling mm-hmm. or like a mm-hmm. Chardonnay a Chardonnay mm-hmm. a very oaked Chardonnay yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I used to work at a lot of wine bars, so mm-hmm. like I actually know something or other about <laughs> wine. Yeah, that looks very Chardonnay-ish. So, best of the season, statistically, is Ben Milam and Yellow Rose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. Ben Milam, I really remember being a strong whiskey. And we like the adventures that Yellow Rose does. There's mm-hmm. nothing about any of Yellow Rose that has ever been like anything else we've tried. So yeah, I'm, I think that this has been a really great season for realizing that we're in a more stable place being able to judge our whiskeys. It makes me more excited for next season to kind of take more risks on going into more of the right. Because I think this week, this season has been kind of stable. We've had a lot of really good solid whiskeys because mm-hmm. I was trying to stick without, I didn't ever go into, I didn't really go into rise. I didn't go anything outside of like very typical whiskey or very typical bourbon other than looking at Oak and Eden, which was more or less a fail. Mm-hmm. And things like Harris County, which was new and unique and different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be 
that'll be interesting for next season. And if, and if the listeners have any recommendations for what they would like to see next season, we still have so many Texas whiskeys to go through, Mm -hmm. but if you even have recommendations for outside of Texas, send them over, please don't worry. We eventually are going to have to expand our borders Mm -hmm. and look at what other people are producing. You know, the border crosses us. Yeah. (laughs) This season, we're also going to have a distillery spotlight. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> spotlight, spotlight, spotlight. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> we actually went on a kind of an adventure this season. A little bit. A little bit. A little we, bit. We left the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did. We did. We went on a little drive. Yes. Ten minutes away. Ten whole <laughs> minutes away. We met up with some friends. Yes. And we toured Yellow Rose. Shout out Michael and Houston. There you go. <laughs> we had such a good time. I'm going to be honest. I didn't expect them to be our tour guides. I had no idea. I was. They told us that we were going to have like two of their tour guides. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited. It was going to yeah. be so much super fun. We were going to have our friends join us. We were going to get to do this tour. We were going to do this taste test. And then we walked up and it was Michael and Houston. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> We're like a real podcast. <laughs> Thanks for making us feel legit. Yeah, they had a little sign for us and everything. I felt so special. And so I bought far too much swag mm-hmm. on our way out. Same. But I highly recommend everyone go visit. Mm-hmm. It was such a cool tour. And it's such a nice small distillery that you really get to have that idea. You can easily walk and see how it all works Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. even though i've been doing all of this research and i have a background in uh chemistry you know i've taken chem classes i know what's like going on it was such a different experience to stand in front of the pot stills Mm -hmm. and go oh this is how big distillation is Mm -hmm. and then to walk to their r&d section to really kind of listen to how they think about the process of putting the whiskey in a barrel and what does that actually mean Mm -hmm. and what are they trying and how are they- Very intentional. It was so intentional Mm -hmm. and it was so refreshing to watch people nerd out about something they love. Yeah. It was great. Obviously, they're passionate about what they do. Oh, it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool to listen to them be like, this is where we started and look at where we are now. Mm -hmm. You know, they're expanding so much and it was such a- it was such a cool thing for it to be something that I think is, I think I talked about this when we actually did the Harris County episode mm-hmm. that I love the fact that this is a, a Houston company mm-hmm. that is appreciating Houston ingenuity mm-hmm. and is using the crops Texas, that we have here, Texas products mm-hmm. because Texas is such an interesting place. Yeah. And they're growing at such a rate that they are looking at being an international presence. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so much fun because... Putting Houston on the map, baby. When we get their other whiskeys in our lineup, you know, at this point, it won't be our first taste because mm-hmm. we did a full f- taste a full test flight, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But what I really realized as we were doing our taste test there is that they really have something that none of them tasted the same. No, Yeah. They were and, all very unique. And none of them tasted like boiled chicken. No. They all was, had flavor. Yeah. There was nothing that I would say is 
oh, try this if you like a typical whiskey. Mm-hmm. All of them are something that's a little bit more daring, a little mm-hmm. bit more out of the box, something that's adventurous. Well, that's honestly just a representation of Texas as well in terms Absolutely. of just being outside the box, sometimes not in a so positive way. Most of the time, not in a so positive <laughs> Most way. Most of the time. Hello, Greg Abbott, go, go away. But it was very, it was very much a representation of what Texas is. Yeah. Like Texas in general, just so many flavors, so many inspirations, mm-hmm. um, which is fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, mm-hmm. I learned, I know you learned a lot. Oh, because it finally all connected. Yeah. Like you've been sitting here telling me about all these processes, but until I actually physically went into the building, saw what they were talking about, yeah. and then just hearing them nerd out, to be frank, just about the processes, what they're doing, what their craft is, mm-hmm. it, it connected the dots for me in a different way that I'm excited to try to go tour other places. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly excited to go to Rebecca Creek because I would like to know what the process was to, to get boiled chicken. To try them. Yeah. It, it was <laughs> as much as I love Yellow Rose to go there and to watch their passion. Yeah. That was the beautiful part. Is that when mm-hmm. you're passionate about your craft, it shows. It shows. And, and it seeps through every and single bottle of whiskey. And there was one of the things that I've always talked about. I I moved back into the country a couple of years ago. And I've always said, like, I didn't move back here because I have some, like, super deep love for America. But I do have this unabiding passion for Houston. Mm-hmm. Houston means something to me in a way that I don't truly know how to explain yet, mm-hmm. considering I didn't grow up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I moved here almost 10 years ago now, and and I just, I love this landscape. Mm-hmm. And I love the context that Houston gives Texas. Mm-hmm. It's something unique, and it's something really special. And Yellow Rose is a really great representation of that for me. And it's one of those things where for it to be this whiskey company where nothing is typical, Mm -hmm. everything is unusual and it's also exceptional Mm -hmm. and it's Texan Mm -hmm. is everything I've been looking for and the reason that I moved back here. And Mm -hmm. so it's been such a cool discovery mm-hmm. through all I I wasn't expecting for us to like get into the whiskeys and find something that I was gonna like stand like mm-hmm. I stay in yellow rose same like you hence know, why I bought their shirt <laughs> yeah I got I got two yellow rose shirts now uh so yeah we had a really great time I highly recommend everybody go check it out the tour is absolutely incredible they have a great bar area now they have cocktails they have cocktails yeah. you can rent out the space like go check them out uh, so yeah I recommend everybody going to visit it's mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun the whole crew was really great everybody mm-hmm. else that we got to meet while we were there everybody they were amazing was so friendly it was amazing. so funny highly very Texas welcome very much so Mm -hmm. i really enjoyed the fact that everybody knew who we were it was very much a community there and it made me very excited Mm -hmm. and thanks for making us feel legit and like i'm a professional (laughs) tour guide like if y'all need another tour guide reach out hashtag hire me (laughs) (laughs) or you know hashtag sponsor us shameful shameful plug it's not even a shameful we're begging i am begging i am begging
I would love it. We love your product. All right. So that brings us to numero dos. Numero dos. Let's see. Vamos a ver qué es esta mierda. Vamos a ver. Not shit. It's not shit. Or is it? IDK. Who knows? Will this be the spiral? Nothing, yeah, nothing about this is like offensive. It might be the spiral. I don't think so. Hmm. Let's see. Hmm. I'm working really hard at not looking over at the counter, so I don't know even like context contextually what it is. I'm just trying to look at the list of the whiskeys that we've had because I really forget all of them. Well, and I knew. I think even in the last episode, I was aware. I'm not going to have any goddamn clue what these are. Mm-mm. <sighs> Shit, old humble. No, humble. The H is silent. Humble. Humble. It's not Rebecca Creek. Harris County? No, Harris County is spicier. Right. Oh, shit. I really have right? a hard time with this one. Still Austin. Girl, I don't fucking know. I know. I don't think that it's any of them that were like strong, impactful ones. It has to be one that was a little bit more like middle of the road. So Diana's going to just rank this one because I don't have any goddamn clue. What's your, do you have a a guess or do you just want to rank it? I think it might be still Austin. There's like a back taste of like licorice a little bit, which makes me not mm. necessarily think it is still Austin because I don't remember having this like aftertaste. Um, but looking at the list, it's good. I don't think it's the... See, that's the thing. is like, for whatever reason, last season we had such distinct flavors and this one They're all kind is of a the little same. bit more or less the same. And I think that's the repercussion of not mixing in different whiskey styles. We went a little bit yeah. more uniform. Note to self, change yeah. it up because I think that's going to do better for yeah, us. Yeah, in, in the, the future, I... I've talked about like what if we do a whole season of flavored whiskeys, but maybe what I'll do in the future is like mix it a little bit more. Yeah, because it's gonna be because this part's really hard. Yeah. Well, maybe later on we'll be better with our palates. Yeah. And maybe that will work. I won't. Who knows? I I was able to successfully taste the premium American out of a cocktail. Guys, the other day. I was literally I was literally in the middle of some random ass K drama, <laughs> and I got that text from you that you were able to distinguish it, and we posted on the Instagram. If you want to <laughs> so know like where know. we are on time, <laughs> I was. It made my fucking night. I felt like the heavens opened because literally. So uh, my partner was like, "Oh, this is this is the." Um, we were drinking outlaw before this. Outlaw, yeah, and I was like, "Nah." It's not yeah. that one's spicier. Yeah, this isn't spicy. It's a little bit of a neutral kick because even the drink was a like it wasn't sweet, but there was like a hint of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, the only yellow rose whiskey that could potentially have this like neutral impact would be the premium American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I asked the waitress, and I was yeah. right. Did you know it was a yellow rose? Yes, because okay. on the label it said yellow rose, but okay. it didn't say what kind of whiskey. So I was like, order that. Because we ordered two different drinks. So I told him, order that oh, one. Always order. When in doubt, if Yellow Rose is on the menu, order I it. promise you won't go wrong. You'll be satisfied. Yeah. You'll be satisfied. Well, my guess for this one, I'm gonna, I'm just going to double down and say this was the Ben Milam. Ben Milam. 
Um, and I, I might give this a a seven today, just because I don't necessarily like the licorice aftertaste mm. in this one. There's a. It's interesting that you taste the licorice, and partially maybe I don't like feel it because I actually really like licorice. I know I'm a crazy mm. person, but. I'm Ooh, like black licorice. You like that? Shit? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I know I'm nuts, but like, oh. I'll live in my nut. I'll, look, I'll take your black licorice. You can always pass it to me. I like licorice. Literally, I will. I will give you the black jelly yeah. beans. I'll give you the black. All of it. Just, I don't necessarily want the black jelly beans. I just want the licorice. Isn't it licorice too? I don't know. It's. I don't it's do licorice. jelly beans. Jelly beans scare me. Oh Jesus! Because of what? Because of Harry Potter and the throw up ones and the fucking. No, because I like to know. Similar to like. I don't know if I would be able to do a blind flight if I hadn't already tried them for the season. I like I'm a mm-hmm. I like to know what I'm consuming, mm-hmm. and jelly beans like to be like woo popcorn, tootie, tootie, which is awful. <laughs> you know, I like the all these one. you're a nutcase. As much as people says don't says like, the woman who likes the black no, liquid. No, no, no. Who raise your hand if you have been personally victimized by black licorice? <laughs> Says everyone in the room, our no. our, our, our live audience. <laughs> Even the dog raised his hand. Even the dog. And he has never had black licorice. <laughs> I'm sorry, but fake popcorn flavor is the worst. Oh, At least licorice is consistent. Popcorn is beautifully wonderful. Popcorn I'm flavor sorry, is no one awful. has ever called black licorice beautifully wonderful. No, nobody ever has, but it's consistent across the board. Whether you have black licorice or black licorice flavor, it tastes like poop. That's fine. I like shit. You know what? Thank you for admitting that. <laughs> and that will be the clip. <laughs> I like shit. <laughs> I like shit. I like shit. What can I say? I'm yeah. rare breed. Uh, I definitely. But it's consistent. Will. If you don't like black licorice, you're not going to like a black licorice jelly bean. I love popcorn. Popcorn jelly beans but are then, the worst. So then that means you will like a black a black licorice jelly bean. Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But popcorn is amazing. Popcorn jelly beans are th- the worst. <laughs> we can agree to disagree, but I think you're absolutely I mean, that bat is the shit th- fucking crazy <laughs> for that liking black licorice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is like the theme of this show. <laughs> We'll agree to disagree and move on. <laughs> I still can't believe that. <laughs> oh no, we haven't even gotten to the Doctor Who part of this shit yet. We're losing our goddamn minds here. It's fine. Okay, moving, moving on. Pour yourself another glass. So you are lightly on Ben Milam. Say solidly on Ben Milam. I'm gonna lock it in. Lock I think it's it in. Ben Milam. Is this your final answer? Final answer. Thank you, Regis. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm Regis. You're Regis. Whatever. Thanks, Regis. You gave it a seven. Yes. I'm giving it a solid 8.5. Okay. I'm feeling real comfortable in this one. This one is... Says the woman that likes Black Licorice, but, you know, don't mind me. <laughs> shade, shade, shade. <laughs> we're real we'll get a lot of shade i'm gonna get the shade button from the rupaul drag race store shade. from world of yeah. wonder yeah. where i can just be like push the button <laughs> shade so you gave it a seven i gave it an 8.5 i have no clue what we just had 
don't know. You think it's I, kind I, of maybe I, a Ben Milo. Maybe the Ben Milo. I don't think it is only because I think I'm going to like the Ben Milo more. Mm. In my brain, it's one of those that distinguished itself. Gotcha. So we're going to kind of talk about Doctor Who. Okay. If that's okay you know, with you. That's the fucking show. It's the show. <laughs> It's the first words of the show. You know, I'm glad we started with the part that I like. Yeah. Because now I can stand I the part that I warm you up. I, you know. I, like, I know, I know you how know, to... You know me, boo. <laughs> I know how to oil the gears. I know what I'm doing. Not that I hate Doctor Who. Let me just say. I don't, I don't, I don't just don't, take... The, I don't hate Doctor Who. Wait, hold on. You don't hate Doctor Who? No, I don't hate it. I don't hate Here's it. Here's a question. And this is probably going to be something that I'm going to reiterate every season until mm-hmm. we get to a point. You made it very clear when we first started that yeah. you were not really a science fiction fan. Yeah. Do you feel like you are starting to like bridge that gap? Not because of Doctor Who, uh, but because of other shows sure. that have like um, I think the 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 biggest show that really kind of solidified that okay maybe there's a space for me mm-hmm. in science fiction was Lovecraft County that unfortunately they are not going to do a season yeah. two of. Um, but it mixed enough of like social issues yeah. with um, magical realism mm-hmm. sci-fi that I was like, oh, this is another like realm of the world that I haven't explored yeah. yet. Also, I, I was never really um, – growing up, I was never um, really introduced to science fiction in that way. I was more of like a Scooby-Doo, Power Rangers type gal. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I didn't read The Lord of the Rings until it was gifted to me by one of my crushes back well, in the hold day. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You read The Lord of the Rings? I probably read the first chapter. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. The, the, but that was only because what my crush gave it to me in middle school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, do you want to know. know? Do you want to know something? But I, my favorite Lord of the Rings movie is Return of the King. Probably my fave because it all culminates, <laughs> and everyone in the room is eye rolling. <laughs> so it should be noted that my first true obsession in this world was Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Like I posted about it today. Like I post about it all the fucking time. My Wi-Fi password. You should not say that is uh, Lord of the Rings related. You sh- yeah. You should. You'll never get. No one will ever guess it. I promise. <laughs> I am. I am. I am an obtuse bitch. Um, but like, literally. <laughs> I'm an obtuse bitch. <laughs> now I've only managed to make a chapter into the Silmarillion. Oh man, I have a whole shelf in my house that's just Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I have a um, edition that is a second edition set of the three novels. It is something that if you ever want to give me anything, you can't, if there's anything I love more than Doctor Who, it might be Lord of the Rings. Mm. It is a deep abiding passion for me. I have the Hobbit in Latin and it's one of my prized possessions. Oh, wow. Peregrine Took is my favorite character of all time. We can have this argument anytime you want. He is my favorite. He is one of the best characters that's ever been written. If you ever want to argue it, please call me. I wouldn't have you enough. You shouldn't. I wouldn't have enough no, to argue no, you with you. you no, know, you wouldn't. Uh, uh, no, you wouldn't. The especially if you've only seen the movies. In middle yeah. school, <laughs> I had... You fool, says the audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fool of a tuck. I had a film edition of all three books as one book in middle school. Mm. 
And I remember being horrifically made fun of Mm -hmm. for carrying it around a lot. It was the first time I remember being truly bullied Mm. was over Lord of the Rings. You know what they say about bullying nerds? You're an asshole. And you work for them later. You will. No, absolutely. None of them work for me. I wish but they did because eventually, if you, not dude. for you, for some other nerd. Yeah, for uh, some other nerd. <laughs> absolutely. I'm so never going to regret. Even at that time, I was like, fuck you. This is a good book. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. I tallied in the front of that book how many times I read it front to back. Mm. 13 between seventh and eighth grade. Wow. I had no life. Dedication. I'm a binger. Dedication. I've always been a binger. I mean, we can tell. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> my <laughs> my mom <laughs> had to listen to hours of God me. bless her. Bless her. She is a saint. And I will say a full God bless her, not just bless yeah. you, just a full God bless she you. She knew everything about Orlando Bloom and Elijah Wood and Viggo Mortensen Everything that could have been known about the filming of Lord of the Rings, everything she could have ever wanted to know about Anduril. Hey, and you the gave her some here. good trivia pointers. I did. She could probably pass a trivia quiz on Lord of the Rings if you ever need a Lord of the Rings professional, as long as it's not on the Silmarillion, because, like, Jesus Christ, is that boring? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a flinch over in the corner. I promise it's on my to read list, but I'll probably read the Lord of the Rings first. Um, but we got to talk about this whiskey. But we got to talk about this whiskey. And Doctor Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> we haven't actually had a whiskey. We, we got to talk to Who. So you don't really consider, you're, you're still not necessarily a science fiction fan. Uh, not that I'm Because Lovecraft a- County isn't really science fiction. I am. It's more fantasy. I mean, I, I like Star Wars. Is that considered science That's fiction? That's definitely science fiction. Uh, Quintessential I'm, science fiction. I am literally, okay, so then I am literally watching it. From beginning to end with shows yeah. and movies. Where are y'all right now? So right now we're on The Bad Batch. That doesn't mean anything to me. Where are y'all right now? Like uh, so Clone we, Wars, we are what after, series we are, are you post Clone Wars, right after Clone Wars, mm-hmm. where uh, The Bad Batch is the one batch that was like tested on and they mm-hmm. have different abilities. So mm-hmm. there's one that's like the muscle. There's one that's the hunter. What series are y'all watching? Right the now? Bad Batch. Oh, it's called that's the Bad Batch. A, yeah, is it the is Bad it Batch? Disney Plus? Yeah, Disney it's Plus. It's like a newer, newer It's a newer one. one. Yeah. That's why I haven't watched it. It's a newer one. Because your girl doesn't it's have It's before Disney Rebels. Plus. Okay. It's before Rebels. So mm. it's a po- it's supposed to be leading up to the the beginning yeah. of getting all the Rebel Force yeah. together. So we, we're at that point. Okay. Um, and But you like it. Well, yeah, because I think for me, um, in watching the Star Wars series, I, I never felt like there was a connection of the dots mm-hmm. until I watched the full yeah. like, shows, everything yeah. included, because it filled the space. It's with a the universe. World. Yeah. But anyways, back to Doctor Who. But yes, that that so I guess I'm being more of a I I, I am more of a science, yeah. science fiction fan because I am watching Star Wars yeah. from beginning to end and I'm opening up to more of like that magical realism yeah. type. Um type of shows in the the gray area between fantasy magical realism and science fiction is really kind of this interesting gray area because there is this whole concept of like magic is science you just don't understand Mm -hmm. when somebody does science and you don't get it Mm -hmm. you can call it magic Mm -hmm. Mm. and so that's where like magical realism and science fiction can kind of go hand in hand which then leads you into fantasy I'm also going to be very drunk by the end of this. Oh, 100%. Have, uh, yeah. 
two two down and I'm already feeling my eyes twisting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're getting you a little bit more into it. Yeah. Um, and I think that as we keep building... I'm more Dr. of a convert now. Yeah. And I think that one of the things we've seen in this season is that you've kind of been... If it's Stockholm Syndrome or you're actually appreciating <laughs> uh, the genre, you well, know. It wouldn't be Stockholm Syndrome because then that would be I'm meeting, I'm loving my captor, which is you, which me. I already love. You already loved me. That's, that was beyond uh, the capturing of myself Aww, in this show. That's so so nice. that, doesn't, that doesn't count. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, beyond the love fest. Anyway. <laughs> so do you have any like moments from this season that really stand out to you as memorable? Um, definitely when Susan left, yeah. memorable as fuck. Um, intro Vicky, because intro Vicky as the badass bitch and queen oh, that she's supposed God. to be, that Susan was supposed to be, hashtag justice for, justice for Susan. Hashtag justice for Susan. All the way. Get your Coachella outfits. Go to the you're, protest. You're so good. Get your pink pussy hats on and hit the streets. You're so dumb. And high five the police. No, don't do that. <laughs> Law enforcement serves its purpose, but sometimes any, there are shitty fucking people within Anyway. It. Do you have any favorite bits from this season? Um, Favorite bits? Um, you know, looking back at the pictures of the doctor and the Dalek were really fucking funny. When I was Thank trying you. to figure out like what to post, I Thank kept you. seeing a lot of those pictures and they like captured him with all these different angles. Thank you. And I was like, that is really... That is oh that is really funny. Thank you. One. <laughs> Thank um, I you. I think another another highlight just to show just like how just to just to reflect on just how fucked people's psyche sometimes can be is in the episode where we got introduced to Vicky, the rescue. Yes. Where homeboy literally killed everyone and then was playing the victim and then also the villain uh and also just like fucking with Vicky. The bad guy from that the episode. Bad guy, yeah. yeah. That was one of the highlights. Coquillion. Yes. Because it was very much representative to me of society nowadays. Very much sheeps in wolves clothing. I feel like you should know that I just assumed it was Ian. You know, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say, yeah, so intro intro to Vicky. Having, honestly, Vicky was a highlight of my Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. Vicky, 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 Vicky. Because they did her justice. Yeah, she's fun. Unlike fucking Susan. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, Vicky. Literally, my note here is we stand Vicky in this house. Yeah, we do. If you have anything negative to say about Vicky. Meet me outside. You can catch us outside. With my nails. I don't have nails, but <laughs> I'll bring like a hammer and nails. It's I okay. got those. <laughs> I got swords. I got weapons. You can bring your nails. I'll bring my sword. No violence. Just word battle. Look. <laughs> you know what? We're going to just... Word we're just we're, you tell them to catch me outside and we're going to rap battle outside, okay? <laughs> we're going to bring Nick Cannon. We're going to have a wild out session. We're going to go wild out. And I'm just going to ah! rap and fuck your shit up, okay? I can't rap. You can so come, you will no, rap. You, you will fuck you me You can't. Up. No. It's fine. It's you fine. can catch me and Nick Cannon outside. <laughs> I'll just be the height woman and the muscle. It's fine. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I thought this was a fun season. It was very much a... You it was what of, season one was supposed to be. I you feel. could feel him settling into... Mm-hmm. This is an adventure. This isn't 
you know. And we're here for the long run. You know, the five o'clock educational hour. This mm-hmm. is, you know, we're going to learn some shit, I guess. But what's really more important is that we have fun. Mm-hmm. This season felt fun. Yeah. There was nothing as bad as anything that we saw in season one. There was no reign of terror. There was no absolute ridiculousness like like the Edge of Destruction. The ridiculousness that we did have was silly and maybe it didn't always make sense, but I had a good time. It was more comical than season one. I feel like season one there was, was humor. more offensive. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, the the change in Ian going from I must be the hero to I must be the muscle mm-hmm. made it so that I feel like you kind of responded better. Yeah, because he was a Diablo Blanco for a Diablo long Blanco. time. And like, you know, you're just not going to lose that title once you've got no, it. No, you got he it. still is. For life. For life. Even when you're in frolicking in London, you bitch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you take that bus all you want. You're never going to outrun what you've earned. <laughs> you know your past. Yeah, it was a fun season. And... And I look forward to seeing what comes next because Mm -hmm. this was a great change in what we saw from season one. Yeah. Season one is kind of like when you think about 1964 uh, science fiction, I think season one is kind of what you think about Mm -hmm. where it's stilted and often awkward. Mm -hmm. And season two felt there were so many moments where I feel like I remember going, this felt modern. Mm Mm-hmm. There was something innovative mm-hmm. about this season. And it'll be interesting to see if as we push forward that that continues or if this yeah. was a one-time shot. Yeah. Let's see. So that's going to lead us into... Numero tres. Well, I was going to say TARDIS points. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got too excited. So before we get into the TARDIS points... Should we take a sip? I was going to say, what does TARDIS stand for, Jen? <sighs> Fuck. Uh... Terrifically arbitrary rankings determined with intoxicated seriousness. OMG. <laughs> you barely had to think about that. It took two seasons. It took two whole fucking seasons. And I'm still going to ask her, but guys. It was the per- D. It was the D. I, once the D got unstuck, I found it. And I know what the D is. You sure do. Sometimes. It's always the D. <laughs> Ugh. Sometimes. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> okay. So that brings us to our third drink. Mm-hmm. Because you passed the test, you know what TARDIS points stand for? Yes! Okay, yes! Oh, guess what? No fucking clue. <laughs> Doesn't burn my nose, which is the common theme of a lot of these. There's Kelly. That's what I think it is. <laughs> like, dare I say? I was like, this is like a beautiful little spice. It's nice and unique. So I feel like it's probably Harris County. It's definitely one of our not middle of the roads. No, it's definitely the spicier one. Yeah. And we haven't. Let's see if we're right. And we haven't had a lot of spicy ones this season. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely feeling. I mean, yeah, I feel my tum tum. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm feeling I like feel myself in definitely, definitely one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you gonna thinking? Ignore the fact that it, we think that it's our our fave. Fave. Uh, let me try it one more time. Nose hairs intact. Oh, 
it kind just of, smells so kind of, kind right. of. Right. It just it's, burns it's like, like it's, nice it's a little like bit. It's like a little at the mm-hmm. tip of my nose hair. Yeah. It's so yum. It's so yum. Why should it not be Harris County? I'm going to be so mad. But I do kind of taste the corn, so I do think it is. I wouldn't know what corn was if it slapped me in the face. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Harris County still. I'll do a seven point five. A seven point five. I'm trying not to, not to be, not to let my love. What for does yellow your soul rose. say? An eight. Thank you. Mine says a nine. <laughs> like I'm trying not to let my. It's hard when I know that I think it's one of my favorite. You know, it's it, it's that whole reason that we kind of do these blind is that's why i'm very excited to see what this is actually because whatever it is whether it's harris county or not it's real good Mm -hmm. congratulations whoever this is i really hope it's harris county (laughs) i really hope it's harris county so you put it as an eight i put it as a nine this is the best so far this round but what we're actually going to talk about is the doctor Okay. He's had kind of a turnaround this season. Yes. Before we get into the actual um, neat knot of this season, what do you think the doctor's neatest moment was? Do you have an episode that stands um, out to you? A moment? You know, I don't think that there's one specific episode because I actually liked the doctor this season. I know. Um, I... I don't I don't think there was one episode where I was really like this guy's a piece of shit like the first one. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say maybe the episode that I thought he was the most eccentric and that I liked him the most cuz it was so dumb and shady was uh the Romans. Ooh, when he yeah. was playing the fucking invisible, like, oh, he was such <laughs> a dick. Yes, I was absolutely. Like, Good job outsmarting yes. this guy. You you use this dude's narcissism. You use Nero's narcissism against him, and you outsmarted him. Look, and I like it, especially because he got really rapey at the end. So I was like, eh, yeah. I'm impressed that you remember it was Nero. Yeah, because it, why wouldn't I remember it? Because it's one of the emperors that I learned about. I look no, but I still appreciate it because it's really great. <laughs> yeah, the the doctor in the Romans, I think, was a moment where both of us went, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is something different." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was kind of the first time that they've really taken that assholishness that I've liked the whole time. Yeah, and but infused it with humor, so it made it acceptable. Mm-hmm. and I really love the Romans. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the Romans because I love the Romans. Mm-hmm. You put anything in the Roman era and you're I'm like, eat I'm it down. Up. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Bury me. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was super good. I also, you know, I'd be remiss to mention that I love the Space Museum mm-hmm. because of the presence that the doctor had in it, hopping in that Dalek. Uh, he was just so funny, and it was something different for him to have, uh, you know, him being frozen and unfrozen, and he was so he was gone for most of it, but that he was still very present in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the Doctor this season. This was uh, a side of the Doctor that I really enjoyed was the comedic edge, mm-hmm. but that he was still a dick. Yeah, exactly. 
definitely a dick. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, so you're kind of highlighting the Romans. I liked the Romans. I liked, uh, the space museum as far as official scores go. So what do you give the doctor for season two? Um, I'll say an eight. Okay, sure. I liked him a lot more. Yeah. This season. I feel like that's fair. Um, I honestly, I think that's a fair, I think that's exactly where I would go. He's really kind of building up into being a proper character. And so I think I would give him an eight. Uh, your top score for the season was an eight. So you went all out. top of the line. And you gave the doctor an eight for the Dalek invasion of Earth, mm-hmm. the Romans, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the time meddler. Mm-hmm. I gave the doctor a 9.5 for the space museum, but I 100% will remember and will acknowledge that the doctor gets like 75 points for hopping in the Dalek and being stupid. Mm-hmm. 100% every time. Mm-hmm. So I know that fluffed the score and I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll used to acknowledge it. Right. You know, I know my faults. Now the lowest score mm-hmm. was the rescue at a five for you. Oh, yeah. That was where we rescued Vicky. Mm-hmm. And we got, that was her introduction episode. My lowest score for the doctor was the crusade. And I'll stand by that because the crusade was shit. Uh, historically and in the season, the crusade was obviously trash. Absolutely. I mean, do you remember the crusade? It was a fucking crusade. It was trash. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, I when I was editing the crusade, I remember looking at Jen because I was doing it over here and I looked at Jen and I said, I don't remember recording any of this because it's awful. So the doctor got a three there. So your average ended up being a 7.22. My average ended up being a 7.47 mm-hmm. and we both ranked him an eight. Okay. So a little bit higher than the average, which I think is fair because I think he had a good season. He did. He did. Yeah. He was less, uh, well, he was less dickish for my yeah. liking. Less so for yours because you like dick I like dick him. ass. Yeah, I uh, like it when he's being an doctor. asshole. But yeah, for me, he. W- I think I could relate more because he was more of a, of a person yeah. that I could see like, okay, um, you're going to be a complete asshole. You mm-hmm. know that your society is a little more progressed than yeah. humankind, but you're also taking it in stride. I think that a lot of it comes from like the fact that – I like the dickish ap- uh, aspect of the doctor. I like that kind of bitchy attitude. Mm-hmm. But it works better when you have context. Yeah. And now that we're starting to have context for the doctor having traveled. I get it more. You know? Yeah. You know, it's not lost on me that like in all of this adventure, there was the moment where you said, oh, fuck, the doctor's an alien. Mm-hmm. And for you to get to watch all of this with the contextual appreciation that he's not from Earth, mm-hmm. really has made me enjoy watching this with you and and watching the Doctor's growth with you. And like, I mean, you gave him an eight, bitch. Yeah, I did. And I fucking hated his guts season hated one. Hated it. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Now, we got to do glass number four. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Yep. I know what this is without even having to taste it. 
I know I do too. Cause I this think. is the Texas one. This is in the bottle, the shape of the Texas. Yep. And I don't even know the name of it. But so. we know it by how – it looks like piss. I mean, it's it's very much – not to like it slander – It looks like dehydrated piss. Dehydrated piss. Not to slander Chardonnay, but it really does look like a Chardonnay. I don't like Chardonnays. I like a really good oaky Chardonnay, but this is not going to taste like Chardonnay, so. Yeah. Well, I don't even think, I like your think glasses, that I should though. taste Thank it. You. Thank I mean, you, you. got to taste it a little bit because you got to rank it, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. It's the Texas Republic. Because <laughs> you know from the color. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's it's the one whiskey that was a very different color from everything else, so I'm not 100% mad that you know what it was without tasting it because we have not even put our noses into the glass. But the color is very telling. It is. I mean, it is the only one that really could you it look at it like and not know it's dehydrated pee. We could be nice about it. It looks like a Chardonnay. And dehydrated pee. It looks like dehydrated pee. <laughs> it looks like you need to be drinking and more a Chardonnay. Water. <laughs> yeah, all of us. <laughs> Cheers. I mean, it tastes like fucking water. Which we all know is either one of two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real close to fucking boiled chicken. Yeah, but it's not because of the color. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it could be. Nah, Rebecca Creek is darker. It's darker? Mm-hmm. This is Texas. This is a bland fucking whiskey. Mm-hmm. This is I, I I technically want a whiskey, technically, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. don't want to. I don't want to feel anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good like a uh, weekday. My day was shit, but I don't want to feel like shit. Oh man, this is a I can't handle my whiskeys, but I want to get drunk, so I put it in Coke and just drink it. Yeah. See that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad at a whiskey and coke. It is no, pro. It is one of my go-to no, no. like drinks. No. But I wouldn't put this in a coke because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to taste anything but the coke. Yeah. But I'd probably get drunk. Yeah. So what do you give this shit? I mean, I'm gonna just go down and just say it's middle of the road five, which I know was less than what I gave it before. No, I'm not mad at it. I gave it a six. It's unexciting at the nicest I can give it. But honestly, like, if on one of those days where I felt like I wanted to get drunk but didn't necessarily want to be so drunk or feel like I'm drinking, I would grab this. In the context of season one, Mm -hmm. if the bottle wasn't really nice and potentially, because since we think it's the Texas whiskey bottle... Mm And would potentially raise the price. Mm-hmm. This would be my tender bottle. Yes, this would definitely be. A, this is a, more a of my tooted and booted bottle. Taste wise, this yeah. is my tooted and booted bottle because I could drink it fast enough to get real fucking drunk, and then you know, and do what I got to do mm-hmm. consensually. You, consensually, because you're cute. Mm-hmm. It may be mildly interesting. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Depends on how I'm feeling that day. But this is this is. Good enough to drink, yeah, but not good enough to get me interested. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it a six. Okay, cool. you gave it a five. Yeah, 
I'm not going to argue with that because I think that is 100% fair because this is boring as shit. Yeah. So talking about low scores, mm-hmm. maybe not being as cool as you could have been. Mm-hmm. We lost Susan this season. We sure did. She dipped. We lost our companions this season. They dipped. We lost all of them. Mm-hmm. What, in your opinion, was a highlight for Susan? Where was she neat? The first episode. No. <laughs> the pilot episode. Yeah, of course she was definitely neat in the pilot well, episode. Well, the re- I mean. But when we're looking at season two. I mean, the only episode she could have ever really finessed in was either Planet of the Giants or the Daleks. And yeah. frankly, I really don't think she was a major part of either. Yeah, I mean, I think if you were going to give her anything, it would be Planet of the Giants because they did very rapid character development for mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. very quickly so that they could marry her off so she wouldn't exactly. fuck before she got married. What? No. Mm-hmm. You know, she got to have a good snog in the bushes. Planet of the Giants? No, in Dalek Invasion. The Dalek Earth. Invasion. Yeah. yeah. Cause that, because that, that was, was the last bo- one. That was her boo thing. Yeah. Where she met her boo. Yeah, that was where she mm-hmm. met the boo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I, I would say probably her best one was, I mean, out of the season two, because we only have two episodes mm-hmm. to discuss, probably Planet of the Giants, because she was not busy trying to get down with her boo thing from Earth. Um, they, they didn't reduce her, her yeah. character to trying to fuck some dude in yeah. Earth and then stay That's with him fair. because she loved him, right? Or she wanted yeah. to fuck him because we don't know. And like technically I would balance it out with Dalek Invasion of Earth being her best episode because you got some of her best character development in that. Because Which is fucking sad. Super sad. That they had to like let it her makes go it, and then yeah. it makes me more angry. It makes me angry that that is one of her best episodes because the, her first one and her goodbye one right. really bitches yeah it, it, i'm salty about picking that right. one but i do think that that one one is really good for her because they do have substantial character development for her it has peak susan honestly for me where they're in that little cookout area right after she snogged him in the bushes dude man and someone asks her hey do you cook and she looks at them and goes i eat Mm -hmm. and like i'll always feel that like that's me hashtag me (laughs) i relate hashtag i don't cook i eat same girl same like the wop song yeah i don't cook I don't clean, but yes. I'll show you how to get this ring. Ah. Yes. <laughs> you know, and so I really love that character development for her. I wish that it had been more progressive over the season. I wish it had been progressive more over her presence in the show. But it was the first time that I felt the Susan we had from the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. And shame on everybody in production for not allowing her to be that Susan for the rest of it. Mm -hmm. But she really does get that shining moment Mm -hmm. in her leaving episode until the doctor took her fucking shoe and left her on on Earth to just fucking fend for herself. Mm -hmm. That shit. So what do you give Susan for her overarching presence for all two of the first episodes? I mean, she doesn't get a very high score for me because she was... I just, yeah. Um, I'd say a 5.5. A 5.5. That's that's pretty fair. I was going to go with a 6. 
because no matter what her showing is for these episodes, like it just wasn't the carryover, everything about it wasn't like super great. And it sucks because Carolyn Ford's great. Susan is technically great, but she just wasn't given the chance to be great. Mm-hmm. And that will always make me sad. Mm-hmm. And maybe someday down the road we'll do some special episodes looking mm-hmm. back at Susan, looking at maybe at some of the big finish episodes, some of the books, some of the radio dramas where Caroline Ford came back and Did gave, gave some Susan, gave Susan some credit. It's so sad that it happened after the fact. Uh, it's so sad. But but it says something that Caroline Ford is still willing to play Susan. It means that there's like that connection with her. She gets that Susan is greater than what she was given. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, your best episodes for Susan, mm-hmm. not that we have a whole lot. We have two. Your favorite one was the Dalek Invasion of Earth at a rousing seven. (laughs) Mine was also the Dalek Invasion of Earth, but at a nine. And I think that's fair. Like, I thought this was her best showing since the the pilot. Yeah. And so I think I gave her that nine because it was the best showing since the pilot. And Susan had this great potential, even though it didn't necessarily deliver all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Which means that the worst is the rescue for you yeah. out of five. Mm-hmm. But we also can't forget that she was also in the crusade. Oh, yeah. And I gave her a three because mm-hmm. I hated everything about the crusade. Mm-hmm. 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 Considering it's one of those time periods of history that I really like. Yeah. I hated the crusade. So she got a three. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that your average for Susan was a 7.22. My average was a 7.47. Which is so, surprisingly yeah. close. Yeah. But that's not actually all that surprising considering there are two episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which means we're going to get it into whiskey number five. Oh, holy shit. Okay, we got us. Okay, whiskey number five. Cinco. I just want to say before we try this that... We were trying this out of Golden Girl shot glasses because yeah. we ran out of – we don't have en- enough of our whiskey tasting glasses. And I'm not super mad at it because Golden Girls is the jam. And I got my little bachelorette and my little bridesmaid glass. Cheers. What do you think, Blanche? Old humble. Old humble. Old humble. Oh, old humble. 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 I've been drinking more of Old Umble, so I'm really hoping I'll, I'll recognize it, but like, I don't know. I'm so nervous. I don't know, bitch. I don't know. What kind of score are you going to give this one? I don't care what you think it is. I mean, I do care what you think it is, but I don't know what it is, so. You said initially Old Umble. Do you still agree? I think so. It's not outside of my realm of what I think Old Umble should taste like because I have been in this past season when we've been drinking whiskey on the side. I have been drinking more of Old Umble. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, but maybe it's not that. This is this is better than just a like Dare boring I say standard. It's Jacob Weldon. It can't be Jacob Weldon. It's not pecan. Oh, that's the pecan. That's the pecan oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It's not pecan. Okay. Not that. Um, 
Do I want to say I'm gonna get I'm gonna say old umble and I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Seven point five. I put um, IDK with a big grinny smiley face because mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. But I was. Ay 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 ay. Oh Dios mío. Dios Santo. But I'm so. But I still give it an ocho. Okay. An eight. Okay. You like Because it I still much. like it. This is, whatever this is, if it's not Old Dumble, like you said, because I've been drinking more of Old Dumble, and it says a lot about my palate that I've been drinking a lot of it, and I have no <laughs> yeah. idea. It might not be not. Old Dumble. It might not be, but even if Who it is knows? or not, I can't tell you if it is or not, and I've been drinking a lot of it. So, that being said, an eight for me is a solid whiskey. Yeah. Eight for me means good. Mm-hmm. Also, let me just say that our, our rankings are going to be a little uh, distorted because we've been drinking nine whiskeys in a row. Right. Let me just say, after a while, it all begins to mesh. It does. <laughs> it does, honestly. So bear with us. I mean, they know that. They At this point, if you're sitting through the recap of season two, I, I, I'm going to bet you've been through the recap of season one. I'm going to hope that this one's a little bit less messy. Whatever. It's so, fine. thanks for listening. Thanks for <laughs> listening, guys. Whether love ya. First episode or, or be like your, be like well, a, I don't know, be like third? Teddy in uh, season twelve or season ten of uh, Beverly Hills. I don't care if you show up, yeah, or not. Care. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Which means, since we've gotten through drink number five, okay. it means we're talking about. Barbara. Barbs. The Barbs. Helmet head Barbs. Helmet head Barbs. I think that says a lot about her that we still kind of think about her as helmet head. Yeah. Do you have a moment in this (laughs) season where that you feel like (laughs) she was exemplary, that she was neat or not? I feel like I have more knots than neats, but I think the one... I will. I will um, not fit into your outline by giving this outlier. How Sorry. How um, fucking dare you? But the one episode that I felt bad for her that I was like, I can relate to you as a woman, was uh, the Romans with oh, yeah. Rapey Nero yeah. and um, just like the need to have to escape and yeah. just like it, that. That to me was a very uh, humanizing experience with Barbara, just because of how serious that situation was yeah um and the implications that um one dude's loose penis meant for women who were their victims oh the like mental image that the words loose penis conjures is horrific i mean it could be a loose tiny penis we have no idea but it's definitely one of those things where it's like yeah that was very very nero yeah and I he was giving me a lot of little dick energy in this whole thing. Very crotch fry. Right. Very crotch fry. <laughs> <laughs> it was giving a lot of crotch fry this episode. Yes. And I felt for Barbara yeah. because she had to deal with that. There was some moment where Jacqueline had looked at the camera and you could just, I even remember that you could just like feel the like. She was over it. What the fuck? fuck am i doing she was fucking over it she was fucking over it that was i um, get it girl low energy for bar low score for barbara high energy for jacqueline yeah because as much as like barbara herself goes back and forth throughout the entire presence of barbara in this show 
Jacqueline gets high points. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. always felt like she was putting Barbara first. Her her herself as a person kind of seeped in a little yes. bit in the Roman. Yes. Which made me like Barbara a little bit better because yeah. I didn't feel like she was such a rook, you know? Yeah. Like it was definitely that moment where I felt like, oh, you're fucking over this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And hence it being one of her last episodes. Yeah, it really is. And it really and it's one of her higher showings, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you have any moments from season two that's really a, a, a bad moment for her? Because I really think that the Romans, I also think um, the Dalek invasion of Earth, mm-hmm. there's this moment, and I don't think we actually talked about it in the episode, but mm-hmm. I've been listening to other shows that have talked about it and mm-hmm. kind of in reading more books and um, has been a pervasive image that I don't think we got the chance to talk about. Barbara drives a truck in that episode and just like runs down everybody. And one of the things that we saw in season two was Barbara and Barbara Barbara with the Aztecs. Yeah. Barbara and Ian getting a little bit like crazy. Uh, Very WPS. Definitely WPS. And so I, I really, when Barbara's good, she's so good. Well, when she's bad, she's bad. She's bad. So do you have any like really negative points for Barbara? Not this one. I don't feel like she could ever she never get got any worse, worse than the Aztecs. Aztecs. She never got worse than the Aztecs. <laughs> she didn't get murderous. No, she never got worse than the Aztecs. I totally agree with you. Yeah. So what would be your average score for Bar-Betty her? Barbetty score? Um, I think Barb's, I think she lands with me at a solid seven. A seven. She's kind of middle of the road, but not as status quo. She has her good feet, her good features and her bad features, and I think she's just very human in this aspect. So seven. I don't know if I could. Hmm. <sighs> Thinking about it, the one moment where Barbara lost it for me mm-hmm. was in the Planet of Giants, where she touched the poison seeds and decided to be the person that's not going to tell the rest of the crew that she got bitten by the zombie Mm -hmm. because she's usually our war general and I love her for it. Mm -hmm. That moment where she puts the entire crew at risk by being the undercover zombie made me sad for her character because that's not Barbara's fault. Yeah. But it still made me sad because mm-hmm. she's going to kill everybody because she's the hidden zombie. Yeah. I'm still going to give her an eight because, like, let's be real. Even at her worst, Barbara's still a badass bitch. She is. You know, she's a product of her time. She's a product of her environment. She's a product of horrific systemic racism and colonialism. But as a woman in her time... Ah, she's so cool. Mm-hmm. She's such a badass, mm-hmm. and so she's gotta she's gotta have some points off for not for not being more progressive. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, she can't really help for her time. Yeah, no. But I I'm agree. not gonna forgive her for it. Yeah. Sorry, Barb's. Try again later. Yeah. You still get an eight. Mm-hmm. You still a badass bitch. Mm-hmm. Barb's is still a hero. Yeah. Um. You know, I'll even say. Maybe a point one seven five of that score comes from having the worst hair ever and having some really horrific costuming. Really bad. Everything was really dull. 
I'm not mad that we're going to lose that costuming. The basic like tunic shirt and yeah, skirt. I'm, I'm done with tights and ballet flats and helmet hair. I'll be happy when that's o- that that's mm-hmm. over. So I'll give her an eight. You gave her a seven. Your best episode for Barbara was mm-hmm. the Romans mm-hmm. at an eight point five. She took it in stride. Yeah, she did. Mine was the Dalek invasion of Earth at a nine. Mm-hmm. She was kind of a badass bitch during that episode. Mm-hmm. The worst. Do you have a guess? Mm, no, I don't. The rescue. Mm. She didn't really do much. No, that was really. But that's also everyone when she was, was leaving. kind of just like the. Yeah, she side and Ian were on their way that, out. Yeah. They were writing their exit. That doesn't surprise me. You gave her a two point five. For doing nothing. For doing absolutely goddamn nothing other than being a plot point. My worst for her was the rescue and the crusade at a two. Oh wow! I hated the crusade. Yeah, the crusade was pretty awful. And I'll be honest, I do not remember the crusade. I've watched it several times at this point. No idea. In my brain, the web plan is still the worst. Yeah, but I will always remember. Noise. I will always remember to never watch the crusade again. Mm-hmm. So even though you gave her a seven, your average for the season was a six point two. Interesting. Not, not so terribly. different. Mm-hmm. My ranking was an eight even though my average was a 6.1. Mm. Our averages were the same. I was left with a more positive feeling of Barbara, but I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. I think a 7 and an 8 is pretty appropriate for Barbara. She's a queen. Mm-hmm. I think that she'll go down as one of the better companions yeah. because she was just strong, and she was strong for the 60s. Mm-hmm. And for the first one out of the gate, for not knowing what the fuck she was signing mm-hmm. up for. Queen Barbara. Queen. Hey everyone, it's that time, the awkward outro with future Diana, because we didn't know this was going to be a two-parter when we recorded it. Uh, Technically, this, I guess, is a holiday week, but Thanksgiving itself is really just a glorification and rebranding of institutional genocide. While we consume an animal, we force bread to be fat for us until it's so dumb it drowns in the rain. So with that, have a good week, I guess. Bye! Hey y'all, it's Diana. Thank you so much for listening to the end of the episode. If you want to catch us for another dram, subscribe to get Doctor Who on the Rocks as soon as it's released. And if you think we're neat, please rate and review on iTunes. It really helps us out a lot. You can also check us out at on the rocks pod, all underscored on Instagram, or if you have comments or concerns or even better whiskey recommendations, please send them to media on the rocks pod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. We look forward to seeing y'all again in two weeks for the next episode and another glass of whiskey. See you next time.